He's got six buns. <laughs> For real? We all go once. Guys, hold off a sec. For what? We haven't done anything. It doesn't matter. Okay. They're called cartridges. The bullet is a part that enters your brain if you keep talking shit. We sit and we wait. And we die? Not if you sit and you wait. Welcome to the survival podcast for people who take movies too seriously. We survive the apocalypse, so you don't have to. I'm Shane. And I'm Johnny. (laughs) 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 You jumped in way too quick. (laughs) Sorry. I'm actually Shane. He's Johnny. Semantics. Sometimes I'm not sure. You you say a line in your head, like, where does it go? Welcome to the... Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Shane. Yeah, yeah. Um, And this week uh, we're leaving the bunker and fight skinheads that's what we're doing this week because we're doing green room green room we're trapped in the green room which i just said that we left yeah. the bunker and we got trapped in the green room that's not green i was really disappointed by that by the way. <laughs> so what are the origins of the word green <laughs> <laughs> um, well shane funny you should ask i don't, I don't have uh-huh. that piece of information now i'm curious though yeah it was Hank Clark in uh, 1937 when it <laughs> started. Yeah, like, why would it be called Green Room? I don't know. Is it just because... I, I imagine because they typically would have a lot of ferns and stuff there. <laughs> like, you know, like, it's the backstage room for any band, or even if you're like going a, on a TV show to be yeah. interviewed, you're in the green room. Any waiting area, yeah. But normally um, waiting areas tend to have plants and shit, is, so... I I want, I bet it probably comes from some kind of thing of like it's before you go on stage and you're really nervous so you're like you're going green yeah you're going smoke loads of weed <laughs> well actually I well that's one <laughs> or the other is just that you're you know you're green like you're gonna vomit it, I just looked it up the specific origin of the term is lost to history (laughs) which has led many imaginative theories and claims one story is that london's black friars theater 1599 included a room behind the scenes which happened to be painted green here the actors waited to go on stage it was called the green room you know it probably is actually something like that i love that it goes back that far yeah what was that 15 1599 (laughs) jesus wow that is a long time ago well, it probably is there was just a, a room that was green, green. and it just caught yeah, on. in some really famous theatre like yeah. that. And then it just caught on as a term. Weird. There was just some colorblind uh, actor went to another place and they're like, oh, is this the green room? And they're like, well, it's blue, but whatever. Yeah. And he's like, it's the green room then. <laughs> and they're like, uh, yes, sir. Yes, it's the green room. And it just carried on. <laughs> yeah, Because yeah. he's someone really important. Like, <laughs> uh, What made you decide to do green room for our episode as a survival situation oh i feel like are you setting up a joke no, no 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 okay. i'm genuinely um well, why not like is it not like a really good survival i think it's an amazing and is it also it's not one that like you kind of could come up against at any moment just in being unlucky like people wind up in those terrifying situations before we get into it right i watched it last night yeah um I was meant to watch it last week, and then I forgot. So that's we, why we, we didn't do the podcast last week. Um, and I was just, man, life just gets in the way of your podcast sometimes. It's really annoying. Fucking life. And uh, I watched it last night, and there was a scene, before we get into it, but there was a scene, a moment, 
in the film that just was to me it's where it just peaks in terms of this is a really dangerous situation now and i actually just got this awful feeling oh i know the scene you're talking about and i was just like does it involve a stanley blade a box cutters just before that um and and i just and that pit of feeling in my stomach just didn't leave for the rest of the film and i even went to bed and i spent like an hour lying in bed trying not to think about it have you heard patrick stewart's story about the night he read the script yes (laughs) <laughs> he he read the script and like locked all his doors, turned on a security system, and drank a scotch and thought, yeah, well, "I have to do this." He now. sat down to read it and he got to page thirty three, and then he just stopped. And the way he tells it, and he tells it oh, yeah. as a story, he's like, "And I checked the front door, made sure it was locked. I turned on the balcony lights, and then I sat down and poured a glass of scotch, and I read the rest of it. <laughs> I just and then decided I have to do this. But that's like, film. wouldn't you love to be the person that wrote the script?" To hear, to hear that, that story, like, oh, I'd give it anything. <sighs> like, that'd be better than the film even getting made, just for, like, somebody like Patrick Stewart. <laughs> to hear <laughs> Patrick Stewart say, expl- telling, like, telling a story like that yeah. is all I would ever want in life from one yeah. of my scripts. To, have that much, to, have to me, just... that's the peak of your career as a writer. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I just, I really didn't expect it to affect me at all, because, like, all I knew about the film before go- watching it was I told Patrick you. Stewart was in it. Anton Yelton's in it. It's about skinheads and a murder, and they're trapped in the green room. I automatically presumed it was set in London. Uh, I don't know why. I just did. Oh, Patrick so then, Stewart's in it, and yeah, there's skinheads. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, so before sitting down to watch it, I was just like, the first, whatever, like, ten minutes where they're on their shitty little tour and all this stuff. I was waiting for them to go to England. <laughs> 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 and then slowly came to the idea of, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> just the way you get like weird perceptions of yeah, something yeah. in your head like that and I just thought I'd heard from someone it was set in London well I can see why you would assume it just it's even kind of ha- seems like a British style film in a way yeah it does well it? it's based on like when you look at it it takes a lot of influence from stuff like Straw Dogs and all these ultra violent yeah, British yeah. films from the 70s I think that too, like ultra violent films from the seventies, always tended to be British, and it yeah. plays out like one. But of them. also, I felt in a really weird way, they got the balance right. Of it wasn't over the top gratuitous, like no, no. gore. It wasn't saw gore. It was just enough to be real, and I think that's where it got me. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it was. It was when Anton Yelchin's character takes his arm back from outside the, the hallway. Yeah, that yeah. just suddenly... That was like somebody punched me in the stomach. I was just like, oh, that's too real. But then when you saw it again, when they tape up his arm, I was like, oh, that looks really fake. But it was just the initial reaction. Anything like that, the longer you, you see them, though. The... Yeah, yeah. But it was this the immediate reaction. I was just like, oh. But isn't, it's funny, though, because that's a thing that veterans and everything say, like, that, you know, once you see something for more than five minutes, it just looks fake, even when it's yeah, somebody yeah. with their arm actually blown off. Like, you it's sensitized so, straight away. Right? It's yeah. not even desensitized. I think it's it's almost like the Uncanny Valley. It's such a, it's a thing you don't see much. So, like, you, yeah. there's always an initial shock. And then once you spend some time seeing it, it just doesn't look real because it's just such an odd... You, yeah. You've spent your entire life watching people with all their limbs yeah. no matter how many times then you see somebody missing one it just looks fake for some oh, reason yeah. well like uh, in, in, in exactly that we went to when i was in vietnam we went to in saigon or ho chi minh city as they call it now 
uh, we went to the museum, the war museum, mm. and they have a whole room about the effects of Agent Orange. Oh, and they have okay, all these yeah. pictures of like horribly disfigured and disabled yeah. people, and it's just it. It actually makes you feel sick, like physically sick. Um, you just feel queasy walking around. It's just awful. Like, um, and even some of them are like the kids of pilots who were on the planes and stuff that yeah, deployed yeah. the Agent Orange and stuff. It's not even just people who grew up in the areas. So oh. It's crazy. But it, yeah, that really just like, ugh. and it is almost like you're saying, like it's hard. It's really hard for you to get your head around the idea of these are people and this is human and this has happened to them. And then when you t- realize that you just feel sick. Like, yeah, crazy. yeah. 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 Because it just doesn't look like a real thing. It looks so, it's it's too horrific yeah. to be real, almost. You know what I mean? It's yeah, strange. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. So that was the thing that the hand was the one that. Yeah, that, and once that happened, I was like, "Oh, so that's what this film is." Yeah. And then, and then immediately after it, then your one puts the standing blade of your man's stomach. It's how she does that, where she just like she just doesn't care. Like, but it's not like, even she doesn't care. It's like the, her expression is kind of like, "I wonder what'll happen." kind of or yeah. something it, it, it's so weird it's she's like, they're just like how do we know and she just goes there you yeah. go just does it um and that was yeah the way it was just it just lit through like fucking butter which is what the, like a box cutter would do like you just put that initial bit of force especially like on the stomach like yeah. that like, ugh. <laughs> yeah it's horrible and uh so uh, yeah the, okay so yeah, simple premise of the movie or you know we if that's it really his yeah, I mean, man to end up in a at a skinhead bar playing and then they're kicked out of the green room for the next act or whatever and then one of them goes in to get their phone and they discover there's a dead girl in the room they try to call the police and that's the whole thing and then there's they're trapped in the green room while the skinheads are trying to kill them basically <laughs> they send for their leader to deal with this situation they don't want to do anything until he gives the word and he comes and, and he's patrick stewart and, and he's terrifying even yeah. though I, I d- darcy isn't that his name darcy yeah, yeah i was trying to think what it was um i was gonna say like leary or something <laughs> it's just it, patrick stewart does an amazing job of being never quite shouting never saying anything that terrifying or threatening and just being one of the most terrifying presences on screen. Well, and he caught me because he's a he's a leader in this. Like, he's yeah. somebody who's gotten... Everybody in that group had to fucking... Well, all the older ones, at some point, maybe in the early 90s, met him at a concert and he started talking to them about... Oh, I bet your dad lost his job recently. Was it an immigrant that... You know, he's yeah, led yeah. all these young people from a very young age um yeah. and as they so, show there's loads of young recruits like her. but and they'd all be like the, his the people he recruited fucking 20 years ago recruiting them yeah but he'd have he could have never shouted he could have never raised his voice because he, when he's trying to fucking bring 16 year olds into the fold yeah, yeah. They, they hear if he's aggressive like they're just he's just going to be like their parents exactly yeah. um and they're but not going to be uh, yeah yeah but i mean most of the people you would get Sorry, in yeah. a group like that would come from abusive families. Yeah, yeah. So he has to act the complete opposite to what those parents would act like if he wants them to stay in the fold. So for the last 30, 40 years, he's been keeping it calm because yeah, he's been dealing he's, with kids. And he's just like a terrifying, like, messiah type yeah. uh, cult leader, basically. <laughs> he's just mad. 
Like I'd say Darcy just hasn't raised his voice in forty years. Even to yeah, his yeah. even to his like, even own the door, he's like, Do you prefer if I can you hear me if I'm at this tone? I don't like shouting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, Yeah, we can hear you. At which point I then had to put on my headphones to watch it. <laughs> but also I'd imagine oh, yeah. Darcy probably I'm sure he's killed somebody in it, but probably not in the same length of time. He's probably yeah. hasn't been violent himself in the last he hasn't couple of decades. To be. Well, because he's probably careful. He probably fucking coaches the football team in the town, and he probably oh uh, yeah yeah. And everybody everybody knows he's a white supremacist in town, but he's also like put some money into the community and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like I'd imagine so anyway. Like yeah. I. Yeah, he has to be careful, but he's the leader of the group. He can't fucking be going out committing crimes. Like, it's a good film. I yeah. just felt uh, I, I, it's been a while since the film has made me feel like I actually had a physical reaction. Do you watch. know what the last film that made me feel like that was actually? What? This is England. The end of it when Milky gets beaten. Yes, it might be something to just fucking skinheads. <laughs> I don't know. No, I think it's it's too real or something yeah, yeah. like that. Because when when to me when things go really like over the top gory, they look fake and hilarious yeah, yeah. and stuff. Like I used to sit and watch, um, like Dexter with my breakfast in the morning and stuff like that. Like, oh, it just yeah, didn't bother yeah. me. That wasn't was that and, that was never really gory though. No, either, no, though, was it? and uh, no, not really. And and uh, whenever I watched Hannibal on TV, like the, all the scenes of him cooking and stuff made me hungry, and I'd go and cook because yeah. I was like, wow, he's a really good chef. It, even though he he's actually cutting cook, cooking some lamb, but they're suggesting. With visuals that it's a person's leg, but like, it's just some lamb. Like, you know, <laughs> like yeah. that was my thought process. Where people are writing reviews, going, "Oh, it's too hard to watch. He's cooking people." And you're like, "No, no he's not." <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so yeah, I I found myself very desensitized to a lot of stuff of that. But yeah, just it's a long time since, and actually, that's exactly it. it was uh, this is England? Yeah, it's probably the last time I had a reaction on it. Pan's Labyrinth, when your man beats your man's nose in with the bottle. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was so long ago. So, yeah. um, I'm sure there's one. Like, this, it was, this is England would have been since. I think then. so, yeah. Probably not same. much longer, though. Yeah. But yeah, it's a it's a good good old violent film. Like, it's not until the end there's any sort of, like, enjoyment to be had from the violence. I, like, yeah, well, that's it, exactly. There's no kind of give. The, uh, but I mean, like, you know, like a lot of violent films, it's like <laughs> the violence is there for you to take pleasure in, <laughs> but you don't yeah. take any pleasure in Green Room until maybe the very end when it's a bit more of an action movie, yeah. which I think is one which of is the things the point, I, isn't it? well, you see, that's something I didn't really like where you spend so long, like kind of saying, look, they're just a punk band. They don't know how to shoot a gun. But then at the end. But but they do now, like because we need to yeah, yeah. now we need to end the film. Like I read a quote <laughs> from the director, and it was somebody asked him, "Oh, are you doing a series of color films? Because you've blue rune and then green yeah, rune." Yeah. And he was like, "No, the color thing was just a coincidence. What I am doing is a, a series of films that are based on um, what did he call it? Um, ignorant novices or something. Else. So it's people who." are in a situation they shouldn't be in that they have to get out of that they don't have the skills to get out of yeah, yeah. and that's what he, that's the approach quite, he's trying to take that's and quite yeah that describes Blue Rune even better yeah I haven't seen that it's very good your man uh, you know the barman with the beard in Green Room 
Oh, yeah, I read that. Yeah, he's in all his films. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's really good. It's quite like... Oh, well, no, actually, it's like stuff you... You haven't seen Cold in July, have you? No. I'm telling you about that a lot. And you still haven't. You should. You read. It's the one with Dexter, where oh, he okay. shoots a home invader in self-defense. Oh, and then, okay. like, when he... The police... When the police are closing up the investigation. It's self-defense, so... Yeah. It's grand for him, but he... The body in the paper that they report isn't the guy he shot. Oh, so it's God. like the police are you are Using covering up to cover their, up another yeah, crime, yeah, yeah. and he's sort of. And, but then the father of the person, the police claim he shot, has just come out of prison, and he thinks Dexter uh, shot uh, his son, okay. like Michael so, C. Hall, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, he's Dexter. Yeah, um, but it's really good. It's yeah. fucking cool. Don Johnson's in it. It like, oh okay. It go. It's, it's not a film or a series. No, it's a movie. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. It's based on a crime novel from the eighties. Uh, it's really good though. Yeah. It just goes in directions you you don't really yeah see it going. But it and Blue Room I watched together they're very alike. Oh, okay. Like with Green Room, it took a couple of turns I just didn't expect. Um, like immediately the first person who's badly injured is Anton Yelchin's character, and I like and you see his arms all fucked up, hacked away with mm. the machete, his arm, and I just thought, okay, so. Originally, like, when the film starts, you're like, okay, so he'll be the one who, like, survives the longest. And then once that happened, I was like, oh, okay, that was a red herring. That's why you put in a more famous actor. He's going to die really quickly. And then he didn't. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) uh, So, yeah, obviously, spoilers from now on. But I doubt if you're listening to this podcast. Yeah. yeah, I I never expected him or Imogen Poots to die. No, I thought they'd they'd definitely get to the end. To be honest, I wasn't actually expecting Patrick Stewart to die either, though. I no. thought, like, it would kind of end with a face-off where, like, a lot of his men are dead, so there's no point killing them. And yeah. they aren't in a position to kill him, and he's just kind of like, we just go our own ways, and we both clean up our messes. And yeah, yeah, he's like, you can go now. Yeah. And it'd just be this really downer ending where, like... Yeah, that's exactly what They I all have to go through the rest of their lives knowing that he's still around <laughs> doing this shit. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. I was on the short list to be the cameraman for uh, the red carpet for when they had the screening here. Of it. Oh, right. And then I never got it in the end. But I was really hoping he'd come over and then I'd get to meet Patrick Stewart. Meet Patrick Stewart yeah. and film his interview. But in the end, he didn't come and then we never got the gig in the end. But we were on the short list for ages. And it was like basically sitting by the phone waiting for a phone call for like a month and then it never came. <laughs> and they had the screening. It's very disappointing. Hmm. I guess with limited releases like that, you have yeah. to go on those lists. Because yeah. I was reading, like, it cost like five million to make. It only made three and a half. No way. Yeah. Not su- doesn't that suck? But it did a good tour because it was, it was one of those, like, what always happens with films that cost like five million or whatever like that is it was made like a year ago and it was only in the cinema in like April. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was, it was planned for limited release. But I was actually surprised, like, five million, that's very little money for a film like that. Like, it's a big enough yeah. film. I know it's fucking set in one, like a fucking punk yeah. rock club. But, first of all, you have pretty, like, we have Patrick Stewart, but even the, like, everybody else in it, they're all, like, named, name yeah, actors. Yeah. They're you're all one, people from... The girl TV. from the band that was in Arrested Development. Yeah, yeah, like, they're all, band. even your man, uh, Jitsu, whoever his actual name was. Like, I've seen him and other stuff. They're all, like, decent actors that yeah, pop yeah. up and things. And, uh... 
No, it was a good, solid film. And I can't, Patrick Stewart surely takes like half a million at the very least. For oh, I would think so. But you see, if he loved the script so much, he's one of those actors he can afford to just go. But I'm sure that's oh, his. Script, but I'm so sure that's his. My discount rate is half a million. <laughs> but that's what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah like half a million would be. Yeah, what? I suppose. Uh, sorry, I didn't realize you're making. The no, joke. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah and like if you think of it, like for X Men, he probably gets like ten million or something more. Oh fuck yeah, twenty. Like, yeah. <laughs> actually, like the I did, there's a YouTube channel etc. Um, they're part of Machinima, and the guy Elliot, one of the hosts, he was interviewing Patrick Stewart for this, and it was a really good interview. Like, because he doesn't ask the, it's just a press junket interviews, but he yeah. doesn't ask the typical like. He not just fucking still. I said, "What was it like working with such oh, and yeah, such?" Yeah. But he was comparing, and it was nice because you see Patrick Stewart actually enjoys doing the interview because he's getting yeah. better questions. But he made the interesting point that it's just it, he's pl- essentially playing Xavier if he had a different philosophy. Yeah, because he's the exact same. He he's running a fucking. It's not a school for the gifted, but it's. <laughs> A club for the fucking hatred, yeah, yeah. breeding fucks, like yeah, yeah, it's the same idea. But he's even like, even his methods, like we were talking about him keeping calm and not raising his voice, like yeah, it's a fucking man deal who's used to dealing with children because he uses them, which I guess Xavier kind of does too. Oh, completely for his own personal war against uh, his friend. <laughs> so, so I guess. So we're doing our first live podcast. <laughs> For some reason, we're doing it in a skinhead club. I guess is the scenario. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we do, do we do we get up and we're reviewing? Are we doing how to survive Schindler's List? And they're all booing us. <laughs> yeah, no, I think we just come out. We we just because they get up, they do the song. Uh, they do the Dead Kennedy song. Yeah, yeah. I think we just use that. We're, we just use that as our intro for that week because we're doing we're yeah. covering like a different punk centered film. We're doing like oh, okay, a, yeah. or something from the eighties. We're doing this is England. Yeah, <laughs> a five minute episode. Yeah, no, but so like it is that scenario that you could just come up against that any not any time. You you have to kind of put yourself in a position, but I mean it's yeah. just wrong place wrong. It's a case of wrong place wrong time. I know, yeah. And it's an episode we haven't really done because we, we, we've we never dealt with just fucking people. I know. Exclusively I w- for an episode. I was thinking about this this morning and I, I was out cutting the grass this morning and I was, you know, because you, you just have loud noise, you're outside. Mm. So you're just kind of, th- I was just thinking over it. And I was just thinking about it, like all the characters, every single one of them, they're all horrible people. <laughs> they're all just like dickheads and even the band, they're all just like bums and like they're they have all you know nobody's a really likable character in it but yet you still kind of root for them a little bit and so yeah yeah. because you're gonna have to well i was thinking about like in that scenario like the best way that scenario was going to end for them was the police were going to come and arrest them for killing the girl like that was the best way out of there and then you'd end up in prison and then the neo Nazis in prison had orders to kill you. <laughs> like, I was, and I, I was kind of thinking about it. Like, okay, I'm in that group. Do I go here? I'll volunteer. I'll tell the police I killed the girl. If you let the rest of the band go home, and then I was thinking about it, going, okay, that would work. 
but then they're just going to kill me when I'm in prison. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, when you're dealing, when you're up against a group like that, you're just, yeah. you have to just deal with it. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, kinda... even, like even Patrick Stewart says at the start, goes, his character goes, you made a mess of this. Um, I can't remember the name of the guy who actually killed the girl. Um, yeah, yeah. The... But he goes, you know, he's a good friend, but a good friend you could have visited in prison. Yeah, yeah. And it would have made, a... like, and it's just... Uh, well, and that's the thing, yeah, because Patrick Stewart, they're kind of this, especially the group that done done the killing because they're fucking junkies. Like they seem like yeah, they, and they, they show it. They once served their purpose to him, but now they've gone too far, and he's like, I don't need them anymore. Yeah, not just that, but like that situation was probably beneficial to Patrick Stewart originally because that he yeah. pro- I got the impression that he kind of they they're friends, like he said, but. He probably needed them out of the crew because they were probably they were going to do something like this, and this could have been a way to get rid of them and get them in prison. Like, yeah, yeah, and exactly. And it takes the heat off him, off everybody. Just blame those two see, guys. The 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 problem for them it it's uh with with the once the band get involved and you know if the police came and just arrested them for doing it, it's the I can't remember her name, but Imogen Poots character or whatever yeah. Potts Imogen Poots. I think it's Poots. Poots. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like she, you know, she's witnessed it all. Like so, yeah, she knows everything. So, you, you'd imagine she's going to get done in either way. Like, yeah, she, and then, and then I suppose there's then the whole twist of the girl yeah, killed yeah. and the other guy we're going to run away with some evidence that baseball that that I assume was used to kill a black person or a Jewish person or yeah, something yeah. that was a high level crime that they just hinted towards happened happened like, on did it, say it happened at a barbecue or something yeah or Easter or something Fourth of July or some shit yeah. yeah which I really liked that guy's little part where he's in it from the start he's Daniel yeah. Daniel who they because he's like they're like you Dan he's like Daniel yeah and, yeah. Uh, I like that. That then he kind of went in, and then he saw what had actually because he because they told him that the band killed his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. And he was like going in ready to kill them, and he's like, "What the fuck happened here?" <laughs> and you then what's name Imogen Poots. Poots is there saying, uh, "No, it was the other big junky guy killed her." <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "What?" And sadly, the guys leave. And and I loved that. Then he's you meet, then it's like, "Who's he?" Oh, I'm a traitor. I'm with you guys now. I can help. And I loved that they did that. Like, he goes, well, I know where they keep that bang. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was going to ask you, what do you think he knew with what they kept and where was it? Oh, yeah. Because that never went anywhere. Yeah. I, I was thinking it's probably like grenades or dynamite. Or something. Yeah. Because yeah. I thought it was a way out or something. Like, I thought maybe yeah. there was like an escape fucking tunnel from the the heroin lab. Or yeah, something for yeah. a raid, because you know that pl- there was one entrance to that place, which was the like the well outside with the lock on it. Yeah, yeah. You, you imagine there might be another. Maybe I don't know because like, I I'm mean, just thinking of Breaking Bad and how there wasn't an escape route through the lab yeah, there. I think there was so, a few because yeah, yeah. uh, you just think that place could be raided at any moment. That's the but, thing. And, uh, but yeah, I don't know what would he be, because wasn't there mention? Was there not mention of something about? And they said, yeah, what are we forgetting? Like Patrick Stewart was like, oh, what yeah, are we yeah, and then it kind of didn't really go anywhere. I see. I probably should have. Ref- I should have watched this again oh, yeah, just okay. before. I had watched it like a week or two ago, but I should have watched it last night just for things like that. It's the mistake yeah. I made. Um, I don't know it was still interesting. I was just trying to think what did you think what he was going to tell them before he was killed yeah 
you know, because I'm sure that's something that crossed my mind before. I should have. Uh, it's a good one to have thought of in advance. Maybe I reckon it was you knew where there was like they kept the heavy artillery or something. Yeah, when they're ready for the war, they're, when if they're getting ready for the race war, like <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. At this, well, no, we'll get into skinheads in a bit. Actually, yes, yeah. there's no rush to go into that. Oh, there's a question for you. What's your desert island band? I kept missing what the question was. And I was just like, what? why are they just naming bands? This is like, I missed that it was your Desert Island band. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was trying to... Um, come back to me on that. Okay. Um, I think... Uh, What's yours? I was thinking perhaps... Like, I'm not actually the biggest Bowie fan. Like, I really like Bowie, but like, I'm not going to pretend I fucking, you know, know his entire catalogue and stuff. <laughs> I'm not... Like, but because he changes his style so much or had okay, changed yeah. his style so much that that'd be a good one because like yeah. you're never going to really get Sick he's got of. he's got folk stuff he's got rock stuff he's got electro stuff well he's got whatever you're in the mood for yeah but then Desert Island Band you kind of just want something fun so and I think the Jitsu guy even said Misfits in it and I think mine would probably be Misfits oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like Misfits all the way man yeah <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and then Imogen was like Madonna <laughs> Madonna I think she said Madonna and Slayer that's what it was yeah, yeah. which I think that's if you can get both that's a really good <laughs> mix yeah yeah not a big Madonna fan either but like Madonna has some if I could have two tunes. okay if I, had, I could have two it would probably be Zeppelin and Bob Dylan because they're very different I picked Zeppelin but Really, Dylan would be a desert. I don't know. I'd get, I'm, just, I'd like, I'm just trying to think of music I listen to. How a often? Lot. Like, I really like Dylan, but like, yeah. I've never even gone. Like, when I get into Dylan, it's for a day, and then I don't listen to him for a year. Well, I'm, a, I'm a little bit like that as well. Like, yes. When, so, I, when I was younger, I used to just listen to him like all day, every day. I don't because there was that twenty-year-old me would have definitely said Dylan. I don't know. Uh, we'll get back to it. Yeah, oh, well, there's, like Zeppelin's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> what else? What else is there to discuss? feel like we're missing something <laughs> but you yeah, know green room's just because i really like actually that's it i really like those backwoods horror movies like stuff like yeah. misery fucking deliverance because they're all horror movies yeah you yeah. can call them trailers there even people refuse to call green green room a horror it's a fucking horror movie not completely, but the, it's horror at its best to me. oh yeah yeah but it's definitely a horror that yeah. fits into no other genre it's just no. a horror movie like oh it is completely there's a monster outside you have to get past. Yeah. It just happens to be a gang of neo-Nazis. <laughs> uh, are wearing their red laces. It's like the type of film I'd have seen on Channel 4 when I was 14 at 2 in the morning and I would have just fucking terrified me. Of, oh, like, yeah. For, it does exactly it completely. <laughs> um, but anyway, sorry. You were going into it. So, yeah, we, yeah, we well, got our well, first... Well, actually, sorry. Just as I said it there, the red laces. Do you think uh, normally you have to have killed to earn your red laces or you're just at a level of trust uh i know uh, for a fact that that's well different groups will have different rules on that generally yeah. the red laces is, is just that you've committed a violent act against another race oh, yeah. it like doesn't even miss... in because even in just like in normal like street gangs and stuff to get your your bandana or whatever it is yeah you have yeah. to it's an least, initiation you, yeah you right. have to at least like shoot someone or beat the crap out of somebody or yeah, it's usually just beating somebody, and it's normally a case where, like, a bunch of skinheads will go out on the streets, 
they'll watch as you go into a shop owned by a Chinese couple and you beat up the husband oh, yeah, in front yeah. of the wife or whatever. And then you come out and they give you red laces. Yes. Yeah. But other groups will tell you that it's it there's no you don't actually there's no task to get them that a lot of it is just trust earned trust Well no no that you people decide to wear them that it's to show uh pure blood. Oh, okay. And there's different but again, it just varies from group to group. Generally, it is accepted that it's the if you, for people to commit a violent act. Yeah, but obviously in whatever yeah. where was that say? Was it Oregon? Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, I yeah that so. seems right. But I kind of yeah. all American movies like that. I kind of feel like they're just saying Oregon. It's that type know, of place. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, all, it seems in that region, like they specifically say they're killers. So. Well, he, yeah, well, because Patrick Sears' character, or what's his name again? Yeah. Darcy is like, uh, I only want, no, don't involve anyone else from now on, only red laces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he goes up to him, he's like, who hasn't smoked yet? Yeah, yeah The guys yeah. are all standing around smoking joints, and he's just like, oh, right, you guys are in, that's it, no more than four. And yeah, but when um, Imogen's looking, when he's going to hand Darcy the gun, yeah, and she's she looking, the red laces. and she just says they're killers. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's obviously at that or is she just assuming that and the yeah, red list just means the violent act? I don't know like yeah. it probably depends it's probably a case by case like you don't necessarily have to kill somebody but if you leave them in a coma I'm sure you get yeah, the red yeah. list well your man gets but he gave him yeah because he you earned them for being the, yeah. a soldier like I think yeah. that's I think it's the leader kind of yeah. makes the determination it's like fucking I, I suppose it's just like the belt system in a martial art like yeah it's there's no like to get your black belt you don't have to fucking beat another black belt like it's just up to the your trainers oh yeah discretion kind of it's obviously yeah it's just you're at a level of trust that you will do whatever it takes for the greater good of the club and all that kind of stuff that's definitely that seems to be how darcy ran his anyway and other groups would run it from watching a sons of anarchy you get your cut your leather cut with the symbol on the back only if you've earned it like yeah in um groups they'll have like different laces mean different things as well like oh right there's one yellow laces i can't remember again it varies fucking where you are yeah just i'd I'd never heard the laces thing before and i just thought that's really interesting the yellow one's a a weird one though because (laughs) you buy a pair of docks like i I got a lot of docks or three years have uh like you get two laces with them a black and a yellow like so you always have, <laughs> right, okay. i always have to check make sure oh, what is it yellow means like oh yeah um yellow laces actually because i think yellow laces did become a thing for oh so you you walk around docks as a white man you're like oh i want to make sure i'm wearing the least racist yeah. shoes well it'd be like walking around with fucking crips <laughs> like whatever the crips patch is like <laughs> or like a, a tattoo of a swastika on your forehead like it <laughs> well only to people in the know i suppose but still it's the people in the know you'd be worried yeah. about um i know like purple purple laces is a sharp a what a sharp that's a skinhead against racial prejudice oh okay they're into the skinhead scene yeah, but yeah. they're not a lot a of them reformed skinheads too yeah a reformed neo-nazis than just skinheads because yeah, yeah. skinheads. there, there is that's a lot of people as well yeah 
there is a disc there is a difference between a skinhead and a neo-nazi who's a skinhead yeah but that's like there's a difference between a fucking emo and a liberal as in they're just two yeah, separate yeah. things well that's like, what i mean yeah but a lot uh, of people just think oh if you're a skinhead you're a neo-nazi you know yeah yeah um but it could be you're just into the scene of yeah but the look. Th- typically like let's be honest fucking yeah the skinhead <laughs> skinheads tend to <laughs> like the, the reason they have to invent the word sharp to describe them is because that's unique to be a skinhead against yeah, racial prejudice yeah, they won't be calling themselves sharps if skinheads typically weren't <laughs> yeah, associated with I, I like i've no skinheads like it wouldn't be but it is it's a style thing like but yeah i mean let's be honest like freaking typically yeah. historically they're, they're, you're they're associated with aligned yeah. It might not be necessarily neo-Nazis, or, but a lot of the time it's far-right uh, beliefs. It might be anti-fucking immigration, even if it's just fucking yeah. anti... A lot of the time it's just fucking anti-fucking far-left liberal. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, whatever that is, the li- against the liberal agenda. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you find an answer for yellow noises there? Uh, I found a lot of people arguing over which what it means, so I guess there's... It's ambiguous. Yeah. I think anarchy is seems to be, which is just st- stupid. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Don't wear red laces anyway. That's the... the braces as well. They've got... Do you realise you're wearing red laces right now? Yeah, but not on boots. <laughs> <laughs> no, on your runners. On my, yeah, on my fucking Nike runners. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be let anywhere near... Uh, an Aryan <laughs> just as I looked down there you're wearing red laces it's really funny um, <laughs> the okay so. you didn't have so like when you when you saw that scene because you weren't aware of it you didn't have a moment where you're like trying to think if anybody you knew wore like red laces on docks no. <laughs> uh, no actually I didn't know not till kind of afterwards I was just I've got to look out for it now. Like. Yeah, yeah. Start checking everybody's feet. Whenever I'm walking around like Temple Bar and you see a bunch of skinheads, I'm gonna look at yeah, their laces, yeah. see what they're wearing. Because <laughs> there is a group in Dublin who hang around Temple Bar. Sometimes I've seen them. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've seen this one guy who walks around <laughs> Dublin, and he just has like the he has the Doc Martens, he has like army pants on, usually wearing just like a vest or a t-shirt and he's carrying the biggest army bag full of stuff around town and all of these what are you carrying around is it just a, is it just for the look and he just always seems to be just walking around with it all the time like hanging out with his mates it's yeah. not even like are you just ready to run away from home all the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or, or but it's probably one of those mad things is He's probably will never ever join the army, but is training to join the army. So he's carrying around the weight. You know, yeah, he's a lot of, of them, those people. A lot of the, the younger ones, the groups that you'd see around Temple Bar. Temple Bar is like a touristy destination for our American listeners. I guess yeah. it's like is it like closest thing we have to um, Times Time Square, Square. But, <laughs> but it's, it's nothing like it's it at not all. like Times Square at all because like it's all to... old cobblestone yeah. uh, streets and old buildings and it's mostly just full of pubs yeah but also if you are fucking coming here don't go well it's a nice place to go to but it's because it's a, it's a tourist trap like it's where yeah, you yeah. pay a seven euro a pint so 
Yeah, and there's a few touristy shops that are really expensive. But Central Bank ha- there has always been a destination for like youth culture because like it's also like the the music hall of fame or walk of fames there in Temple yeah. Bar Music Center now the Button Factory, whatever it's called now. So like a lot of youth culture sort of congregates around Central yeah. Bank there. And as long as I've been living in Dublin, there's always been skinheads. Yeah, like a few of them get. Of them. It's few of them get too old. And fall out of the scene, but the ones they recruited take over. Now they're the younger yeah, ones. But it's the kind of thing of like it's a bunch of fifteen-year-olds hanging around, and there's like the skinhead. He's like twenty-five. He really shouldn't be hanging out with fifteen-year-olds. Yeah, anymore. well, that's the thing. <laughs> um, a lot of those ones that would have been hanging around there a few years ago were in the army. There was like a oh, whole okay. investigation about it because they were in the RAF. Oh yeah, and they kind of done nothing about it. They just let them, like, people that clearly had a racial racial prejudice are just in the Irish Army. Nobody does yeah, anything yeah. about it. There's photos of them in the paper. The Irish Army here are usually deployed to, like, peacekeeping missions in, like, the Congo. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, that's mostly what the Irish Army does is we work with the UN as a peacekeeping force in places, usually in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> now, we, uh, anyone I know who in the Army has done at least some time in Africa. No, yeah, because we only we don't go to we're a mu- neutral country, like, yeah, so we exactly. only we go, go to, anywhere. Yeah. yeah, if you are coming to Ireland, like to, to, don't the skinheads that are going to be hanging around Central Park, don't or Central Park, Central, uh, Central Bank. Bank, don't think of it like the ones you might see somewhere, somewhere like Central Park. Maybe I don't know. Uh, you're not in any danger. <laughs> like they're, no, they're young exactly. lads. Uh, you don't send your fuck. You don't send Darcy out to hang around Central Bank recruiting people. Talk to fifteen year olds. Yeah, yeah. You send the other fifteen year olds you just recruited a year ago. But even in in uh, I was gonna say red room, green room, uh, red room, uh, in green room, the your man's he's like, oh, I need I need a true believer, and he's like, and then the other guy's like, how about two? When he's got these like two young lads, who I think they were like twin brothers or something. Yeah, like, yeah. For one to stab the other one. Because what was it? Yeah, because Yelchin rang the police and said so they it's a stabbing. Yeah. Which what a weird? <laughs> they just said there's a stabbing, not like. There's a knife through her head. I know, I would have been like, I'm his bar and they've killed a woman. Yeah. I wouldn't have said even stabbing. There's a knife in her head. But then people do stupid shit when they're faced with something like that. Yeah. And that's a constant thing. Like, even like when they give away the gun, you're like, what the fuck are you doing? But it's because they don't. But that's it. But they they don't know what they're doing. Because you always hear, I know that it's kind of what we do on this podcast, but if you go through like IMDb, or somewhere, in, or just listen to people talk about this movie. You'll always hear somebody be like, "Oh, well, what I'd have done, I'd have grabbed the gun, I'd have put one between his eyes, then I'd have kicked down the door." Oh, yeah. I was like, "No, you wouldn't have. You'd have cried and you'd have hand Darcy the gun because you'd have thought like maybe he'll be a nice guy and let me go." Because in those moments, people do stupid shit because yeah, you, yeah. you psycholo- you're so psychologically fucked. Yeah, um, people would hand the gun like because you just. Yeah that's what like you know like fucking scumbags do it when they're like trying to mug people they come up and act really nice to put your hand under say oh how are you buddy you're having a few drinks yeah, yeah. you know like give me your wallet you know like they they, they put on it's a a they're literally telling they're rob telling you they're robbing you like yeah. oh man give me your wallet will you you know like yeah, they yeah. say it like that like and it's a it's a psychological trick like to yeah yeah it is people would probably just hand in the gun. I mean, we would, we'd well, kick down the door. <laughs> we, we went on a... Right, so we, we were doing one. the podcast. We go backstage. 
and it's the exact same thing yeah oh they've moved our all our podcast equipment <laughs> both bought mics and our zoom recorder <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh I left my e-cigarette in the dressing room, charged in. Even though I don't smoke, don't smoke one anymore. But it's just something that seems like... <laughs> no, because that you could easily replace. You wouldn't go back. For like, Well, no, you would. Because you'd go back for anything. Well, you go back for anything because you don't expect a dead body to... Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, and then, in typical Johnny form, you just go, sad lads, <laughs> and just leave. Yeah, it's... But yeah, it's it just wouldn't work. But it'd be worth a try, like. Yeah. That's it. I would just try anything to just get out of there. And I wouldn't, I don't think I'd have called the police. <laughs> but you know, well, honestly. But then the thing is, they probably still would have stopped them anyway. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, when we got back off stage and they've left all our equipment in the hall, I'm wise enough. To, I know when I'm not wanted somewhere. Yeah. I would just take that as a thing. Like, because that, that's even, even watching the film, like, oh. What's going on here? <laughs> it seems really standoffish that they just leave all their equipment out in the hall. Like that's a really yeah. kind of disrespectful thing it to is. do. It's a really disrespectful yeah. thing to do to a band. But then I get the impression equipment. that he kind of thought, like knew there was it because like, it was he her wasn't phone. Looking. Yeah, and it was her phone, and he was like, "No, I'll go back." So obviously, I don't think he was expecting a dead body in there, but I think he was like, "Look, these are all standoffish assholes. Yeah. They don't want us in there." I she's a even like. She's a girl, like she's. Yeah. I'm not going to put her at risk. I'll go back in. So I, I get and he's the impression even, he's even like head down, yeah, not looking at them, kind of going, "Hey guys, just need to grab this. Sorry to disturb you." Kind of attitude, and then he like picks up the phone, and then he just kind of couldn't resist having a look to see what was going on. Well, it's like uh, what we were talking about earlier with fucking the, oh the circle the game, the circle yeah, game. Yeah. But so either way, you kind of wind up in that scenario anyway. Getting out of it is almost impossible. Yeah. Once he went into that room, whether he got the phone or saw anything or not, that was it. Because yeah. they didn't lock the door. No one was supposed to go into that room. Once he went in that room, they were done for it. Yeah. So, but you're in the room, like, what can you do differently? Keeping the gun is the big one. <laughs> like, that's... Yeah. It's not Well, gonna... like, it's kind of a weird one where they all leave. Is it because the police... It's kind of a... At the very start... All the guys leave except for the one guy. And he tells kinda, them to get out. Yeah, yeah. Which wasn't necessarily a good decision for on his part. It's kind of well. He's like, there's no reason for him to be there at that point either. Yeah, though, like the big guy has the gun at that point. It's thinking, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, I'll keep them here. A handful of members of a punk band, and it's not like they're far away. They're out. They're only like. Oh, no, no. The club even is still pretty packed at that point. I think that's. I think because your man just wants to. He he really wants the situation to just be resolved without any bloodshed. Like yeah. Um and was just in over his head anyway. Like, the guy you were in those laces. I can't think. Of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he shouldn't have been in that position anyway. No. He just wasn't capable. He seemed like he was just a. Uh, Maybe like the brains of the outfit. Yeah, he seemed pretty clever and stuff like that, and, but he just wasn't a, a red lace. It's uh, giving yeah. up the gun is the big mistake. Like he just wouldn't. Like, yeah. it's not going to be a whole lot of good to you, really. Because do, do you tackle the big guy with uh, your wrestling moves you learned? <laughs> <laughs> Threaten to break his arm. Because, but um, 
Do they all kind of take him down too, though? Or is it just... Oh, he does the... One, ch- of, the guy, one of the guys just goes for him and he bites him on the shot. Yeah. Well, he does like a rear naked choke, doesn't he? Doesn't he choke him out? No, that's, that's the second later. time, yeah, yeah. He puts him in the arm lock, then yeah. he can break his arm. And then they yeah, search yeah. him for the bullets and they get the gun off him. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jews, they're lucky they had a, a guy that done jitsu with them. <laughs> like, know, yeah. fucked. That's what we... So we need, like, we need somebody with, like, good... Good fucking solid... Solid ground jitsu work. Yeah. <laughs> we just imagine. Well, he's there. He's he's a roadie. I don't... I would... I would just immediately go for diplomacy first. Yeah. And my whole thing is... I didn't see anything. I was never here. Yeah. Just let me go. I don't think you're getting out with that, though. That's the only... No, but I would still keep trying. Yeah, but so... But we've established it, it <laughs> yeah, doesn't yeah, work yeah. so, yeah. so we, we can't keep talking about trying it <laughs> no no but if i was there that's what i would yeah, just be yeah. like no just like yeah, yeah. Not, yeah but that's, that's a so no, but that, in that scenario that's yeah. i would be really annoying about that yeah, yeah. and it definitely <laughs> doesn't work so no we move on so then <laughs> we're trying to take a break and i'm like hey guys i got some biscuits in my bag and i take out some bourbons and the big guy's like yo you eating brand biscuits and you're like, whoa, 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 let's just have some custard creams instead. Uh, yeah, yeah, white. <laughs> and you're like, they're white. white. He's like, you, you better, you better be eating those custard creams. <laughs> I'll kill you if you eat one of them bourbons. <laughs> it's the. Um, By the way, do you want a bourbon? No, they can stay where they are. Oh. I'll, I'll try one maybe after. But yeah, so like this is such a bad situation because we know, we know they're. Like, have you ever had any any dealings with skinheads? No, thankfully. Yeah, like I have. Like they're an awful bunch, really. Like I, they're just. I hope in my whole life I never find myself in a scenario like this. I really do. Compared There's... to anything else we've done, it just felt. It really got to me. It really yeah. me. I don't know See, what the problem with skinheads is like they're just violent. Like the, the skinheads being people with far right beliefs that have the skinhead style. Yeah, if you're willing yeah. to go that far already with your beliefs to like join a group well, their beliefs... and be so like devoted to a specific scene about yeah. it and it's your it's an extreme you're an extremist already but their, like. their their beliefs are mainly a, a reason to be violent it's like the yeah. violence comes first and yeah. their, they fought the beliefs fall into their uh, ethos of I want to be a violent fuck for my life so yeah because like you put this let, let's see and then somebody like Darcy comes along and convinces you to well, use you because he knows you're violent or that exactly yeah that, but that's pretty much it yeah, like yeah. those, like because people always talk about oh the skin you know the skinhead culture when it started in the 60s it wasn't about races and blah blah yeah for about five minutes yeah. Like, people always, like, even, like, Shin Meadows always talked about that in, like, the run-up to This Is England being released. How, like, yeah. oh, the movement was never about that until this crew, this poison uh, infected it. And it's like, yeah, but for the last 40 years, that poison has been running through it. Like, for, yeah, there was, yeah. like, literally, for the briefest period, it wasn't about, uh, it wasn't synonymous with racism. Like, yeah. But what was, was essentially, it started in England, it was the mods were sort of becoming hippies, I guess. The tail end of the 60s. So the, and the mods were like, your middle class, I guess, would mods be? Yeah, kind of. And they were moving in, into like, protests and activism yeah. and stuff like that. And 
the working class version of the mods just spun off and became skinheads. Yeah. And they were very anti-government in that. The, the next thing that happens in England is like the early, that's the late 60s, the early 70s, you have a big flood of immigration. Yeah. And so the people, the working class skinheads, all, straight away they're against the immigrants <laughs> because it's the government they've been protesting or that they've been against that are now letting in the immigrants. So like, like fucking that, it became about race. Like, yeah. So it's going to get like fucking so much, some, so much shit that. But like, it's, it's just true. Yeah, it's like they're not. We're not saying like skinheads are racist. Like I know people that like have that style that are skinheads. Just like fucking most people that look like punks don't listen to punk music. You know, <laughs> like they listen to Fall Out Boy. Yeah, and just like you know, most people you see wearing a Rolling Stones T-shirts have probably never. Yeah, but it, it's about style, like. Yeah, and that's so. That's not who we're. We're not when we refer to skinheads for the purpose of this episode. We're not referring to a fashion trend. Like, no, we're talking about neo Nazis. Yeah. Right. Um, well, the skinheads being violent people, or being ne- violent, not just yeah, neo Nazis, yeah. but the skinheads, the sort of far right, working class people who sprang up in the night in the sixties, and and I suppose diverted from the mods, yeah, and went towards this group were prone to violence. Yeah, because your neo Nazis typically are aren't, especially in the states, they're more. Oh, well, like it's not skinhead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like they're more like they they've got allegiances with different biker clubs and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. It's very different. Um, the KKK and all that, like skinhead, yeah, is just what, skinhead it. is just a style of some people that happen to be either affiliated with KKK, biker clubs, Aryan Nation, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, I'm sure there's a few gots in there too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but the the idea, like, think of it, like, the reason skinheads had skinned heads yeah. was so as people. So those cops couldn't catch them by the hair when they're in fights. Oh, yeah. The reason they wore boots and braces and all that is so they all essentially look the same. Whenever it was like a big fucking gang fight or whatever, and people were trying to tell the police and they're trying to describe the people involved. They all look the same. They all wore boots. Wore <laughs> Doc Martens, had braces and shaved heads like. Like yeah. once people shaved their heads, they all look kind of the same anyway. Here's such a yeah, distinguishing it's hard to feature. Pin down a crime to any individual. Yeah. So, like, to say, like, oh, skinhead wasn't wasn't about violence is ridiculous. <laughs> like, the entire style was decided so as they could get away with trouble. It's a really good point. Um, just so, it wasn't so they could get away with trouble? Yeah. No matter what that it just was. wasn't always race about race, but... Do you know what it is? is when you're in school as a kid, they were the bull boys. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who always got in trouble. It's funny as well, skinheads are always either really big... Or yeah. really skinny. There's never oh, no, like yeah. an in between. Like it's always like some guy. It they're always like really skinny. Or like, well, if you didn't have a group of people with you, or they're really big, and that's where it's like, oh, they actually done some shit, went to prison, and just had six years where they were only working out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one or the other. Either way, they're scary fuckers who are just yeah. really violent. They're scary because of the group, and that's the, yeah. the fucking problem. It's like the group you're just up against. Like, how many people are they up against in this film? Like, a, a dozen sort of core. Yeah, but then Darcy tries to keep it as... He's trying to keep it as a skeleton crew, like, essentially. Because he doesn't want too many people to know. Less yeah. witnesses, the better, all that kind of stuff. Like, he's thinking smart about it. So, in the end, it's not that many. In the end, by the time there's only fucking two band members left, too, though, like... Well, no, not even. When they when they come out of the room and they've basically... They've set up, like, traps of releasing the dog yeah, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. There's there's still only about six or seven of them they're going up against. 
I thought there was more than that. I don't think so. It seems like there's more. Uh, there are essentially four people. I mean, fucking guy with his hand falling off isn't going to yeah, be doing much, do much. Even though he does the most. Then, which, uh, you see, that's the thing I didn't like about the film. How like no. so much emphasis on like, oh, they're just a punk band. They can't shoot guns. But you know what? They can get shot in the leg and stay running. I know, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> like, how the fuck? <laughs> and realistically, right, somebody hacks your arm up like that. No matter how tightly you bound, like, strap it in duct tape, you're still going to die in about an hour. <laughs> uh, like, less than 20 minutes if you don't duct tape it up within the first, like, 30 seconds. Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Any, either way, he's never played guitar ever again. It's getting shot in the leg. Ah, he's in a punk band. He only needed, he's only bar chords anyway. Like, he's been grand. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, your one gets shot in the leg. Yeah, yeah. And like you can't, you can get shot in the leg. I <laughs> can and leg it like that, and just can, no. she's on her feet for the rest of the film still. Yeah, like she got shot in the leg. But Fuck. that's it. They kind of limp back to the green room then, and then they're just like, "Okay, we're fucked." And then she's like, "Go on, tell your story." Yeah, she's like, yeah, yeah. She's like "Let's play war. <laughs> we're now we're awesome." <laughs> so. Well, how, so do you think? Because we, you know, the likelihood of situations like this. How how likely is it we we will ever end up in a situation like this? I hope never. Um, well, I, yeah, but it's possible though. You could end up. This doing... is far more possible than any scenario we've done, though, right? Like this is this just can happen. Yeah, because like, like, all right, okay. Even if you're playing a gig somewhere like that, we're doing a live podcast somewhere, and everybody in the crowd is a big fan, listens to the podcast. They're all decent enough people, but then they're all made leave. Yeah, so it's yeah. the guys who are running the bar could be absolute scum, and they've just booked a gig for the night. But the, the idea so, of just coming face to face with these type of people—it doesn't like you can also just say like, "Oh, well, what if we just fucking go up the mountains? We go up camping, like, and we drop into a pub for drinks one day, and it just happens. Loads of these, lo- there's loads of fucking scumbags there. You know, know like these yeah. things yeah. Oh, well, can just happen in yeah, any yeah. any scenario, and you just see something you weren't meant to see, and then just you're in. You're just fucking involved in it, like yeah. It happens to like this shit happens to people every, every day. Yeah, all the time. It's, uh, it's terrifying. Not really in Ireland, just because of the numbers, but yeah. percentage. I would say it's about the, like, especially if we're talking about skinheads. I would say there's obviously not as many skinheads in Ireland as there would be in England or America, but yeah. just because there's only four or five million people. But yeah. I'd say percentage. It might even be the fact that it might be higher. Yeah, like because I just know like. I can name groups. <laughs> like, well, well, yeah, for example, like, yeah, there's, what, four and a half, five million people here. So let's say five million clean. There might be 20,000 skinheads. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's a huge number in, in terms of percentages. <laughs> people who are members of fucking Stormfront and all these websites, all these far-right yeah, yeah, websites. Yeah. and Well, here we've... we've uh, Sinn Féin followers and the Ra. Well, that's our big one here. The, there's a group, they only kind of started last year or so coming here. Uh, Soldiers of Odin, they're called. Again, like, I know, I actually know a lot of uh, oh, <laughs> neo Nazi affiliated groups. I'm only going to say the names of ones that have openly <laughs> referred to themselves as that because I don't want. You I don't want. Yeah, I don't want to force us into a green room scenario no no because because there's probably groups out there who are like no we're just very right wing and we're against immigration or they might just say no we're a, a fan club yeah of yeah so- but soldiers of odin their fucking for their founder says he's he's a finnish guy who refers to himself as a white supremacist so okay <laughs> but they're 
if their Facebook page has like three and a half thousand likes, the Irish, the, the Irish one, the, yeah, yeah, and like they do patrols in Dublin, like where it's just fucking a bunch of lads with soldiers of Odin t-shirts walking around the streets to keep people safe. That's terrifying. Yeah, well, they're not terrifying. They're fucking gobshites. <laughs> like I know, but that is terrifying. They're like guys playing playing clubhouse almost these yeah, ones like they're not yeah. they're not a serious threat really going um, around with a, a sack full of doorknobs <laughs> yeah <laughs> but this is from soldiers of odin an update soldiers of odin ireland has successfully carried out their first patrol in dublin city the group handed out blankets and food to homeless and kept an eye out for any undesirables who might be a danger to women and children now there's no they put photos of just their backs turned to the camera and like no photos of them giving blankets to the homeless <laughs> like, but i just love that like yeah so they always talk about these patrols and stuff they yeah. even like went to like gay pride to like oh, protect yeah. the gay people from attacks from muslim extremists <laughs> as if that has ever been a problem in ireland like when when oh, has my. gay pride ever become a target <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that's really it's funny. never happened and somebody pointed out the day before that they posted this where uh shit hold on ah well they, they, they talked about yeah i think it's great to see european manhood getting up off their knees actually they said of their knees uh and shaking off the, the chains of cookdom that have been tied around their necks by the gay stapo so they're going like protecting the gay people but we're calling them the gay stapo the day before <laughs> <laughs> But also they refer to feminazis. It's like you're a neo-Nazi group that are putting yeah. the word "nat." Like, what are you That's on a bad about? Thing. Like, crazy. Uh, they're just really funny. Like, it's worth looking up. They're very, they're horribly uh, underprivileged white men. Is that the? <laughs> yeah. uh, do you know what, Johnny? They need to check their privilege. <laughs> See, that's the big. Uh, that's the big problem. I think actually. You're gonna. See, I I reckon you're gonna see an, an even bigger rise in skinheads now as well. Yeah, you will. And Brexit has only. Uh, oh fuck yeah! That informed it. Or yeah. has only fueled it. Or informed also, it. after these films, like Green Room wasn't that big, but after This Is England, it became a big thing. Yeah. The last one I remember actually when uh, History of Violence or not History of Violence, uh, American History X. Yeah. When that came out, I remember like back in the day, like seeing on MySpace, like people with you know the skinhead style would would have gifs of the bite the curb scene oh yeah on, on their facebook or myspace profile and shit like it became like a fashion trend to be a neo-nazi skinhead after a film that was meant to denounce it yeah because <laughs> they're very small-minded people that's like oh that looks that's, cool. they don't get the message of her yeah they probably never even saw the film oh no i'd say they've seen the film and just yeah. fucking love it it's just oh cool they're just they didn't understand yeah. it not there's much to understand, but yeah. small minds. No, like, I think you're going to see a rise just, not really because of Green Room, making it look cool, but no, just with the way fucking things are going, like, even, like, you look in America, actually, the, wor- the world has gone very xenophobic. Yeah, but I remember, like, when you go to certain, like, rock bars and stuff and you'd have essentially you'd have uh, some skinhead head lad essentially trying to fucking convert you because a lot of the ones that genuinely believe white power and all this they're not actually going to unless you're fucking hanging like all your mates are black or something they're not yeah. going to really target you because they 
Now, the Irish ones, not so much, because Irish people are kind of just stupid. But generally, <laughs> uh, no, but they are, especially yeah. Irish fucking racists. You know, fucking <laughs> coming from a, a race of people that were <laughs> vilified <laughs> throughout Europe yeah, to yeah. be racist is pretty stupid. But gen- generally, in like other countries, proper like if you're if you're considered like a part of the Aryan Brotherhood you're not allowed to fight with a white person oh yeah yeah like it, it's really you, like you can like you'll get out from the group if you you're not even meant to argue like you're, you're it's all about brotherhood and all this yeah yeah so See, it's like you don't harm they, they just want to convert you they don't want to fucking fight you if, if they genuinely believe in this shit yeah. but anyway when they try to convert you, they all talk. They talk about the privilege, and like, because I used to, I remember like having outside having this argument at one before, where I was making the point of like, he was talking about like, he was saying like he's not racist, but he's proud to be white, even though he just called himself a white supremacist. I was like, that is racist, <laughs> and I was just saying, but I'm not proud to be white because like I done not, and like I, I'm not, I'm no more proud of being white than I'm proud to have a beard. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. But he was making a point that I should be proud of that because it's a privilege to be white because it's so rare now. And he was talking about the white race being like, you know, the white race is being abolished and it's a privilege to be. This is 2008, maybe. Yeah. Like nearly a decade ago. And he was talking about white privilege, that white privilege, you should be proud of your white privilege. And it wasn't the first time I heard that. I heard I heard that from skinheads a lot. And now this weird thing's happening. We're now like people, a decade later. People are using white privilege in another way. They're giving out to you for having like white privilege is a bad thing. You have to check your yeah. privilege. And I just think it's very dangerous for them to use that. It's cause because that's the recruiting tool oh, neo Nazis yeah. use. And now you have this world where a lot of young teenagers are being told by others they've they checked their privilege and you've got male white privilege and all this. It's like and it's then going someone to, else turns around and goes, it's going oh, you to need s- to be proud of that. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. so easy for them because, like, all now somebody can tell them you can own that, you can yeah, you yeah. you can take that and you can use it. So I think that's fucking really dangerous. <laughs> like, yeah. Take that hate. And yeah, roll it up to a big it, ball and wear heavy boots. How and easy kick is it to make face. it? But how is, it's it makes it even easier for them to sound right. Yeah, because you've essentially been told it by the other side too. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting way to look at it. Um, yeah, no, I just think because when I first started here, because it's only the last like two years, I really started hearing that check your privilege, white privilege yeah. thing. And when I started hearing it, I was like, where have I heard that? Oh, yeah, all those skinheads in, <laughs> in rock <laughs> clothes. Recruiting, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I just think that's really dangerous now. I'm kind of I'm a little yeah. worried about it. Not too worried because skinheads, it's always going to be a fringe little group. But, yeah. hey, man, if, if that only is used as a tool to convert. 10 it's 10 too many definitely so you a hippie at heart you like me i'm a bit of a i'm a bit of a can't we all just get along and um be nice to each other and though i fucking hate people man yeah <laughs> like i was, I was like, <laughs> thinking it's like i wish i could say that but not, not really like no, no I, i'd be more of a pacifist than anything yeah, else. yeah. But I de- I'm I definitely but i wouldn't be a hippie either because i'd be a pacifist in terms of fucking like, actual violence and yeah that but i believe in like strong punishments for those who are violent but whether it's because Definitely. they're skinheads or whether it's because they're just junkies robbing somebody or whether they're of another race who's against 
anybody you know like it's just yeah, like because yeah. i think hippies tend to like oh everybody can be rehabilitated and all this and where i'm like nah, no that. i'm a bit harder than that but you know like peace and love man yeah or at least pe- peace yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm all for peace it's like love eh. <laughs> i mean well i want to be able to hate people yeah. <laughs> but for just their personally hate them not for uh, yeah. their race or well no that's uh, i don't care what color of religion people are but there's assholes everywhere yeah yeah i i think most religions are are, are silly so like yeah i i remember having this argument with someone we went to college with who i was explaining how i never really understood the whole like we ireland mostly catholic we were all most yeah, of us yeah. were raised catholic or protestant very few of us and it'd be more than minority and raised raised catholic is you have you're baptized as a baby then when you're about seven or eight you do communion so mm. you can take the communion bread then when you get to i was gonna say cracker there <laughs> yeah. then so when you get long. to 12 then it's confirmation and basically confirmation is a priest brings you're, you into a boot and well no you're you're <laughs> That's confession. You think. Uh, I, was, <laughs> I was going somewhere else. I know you were. And then it's, with confirmation, it's you're confirming your baptism as now yeah. a, a young adult. Now you're 12. Make, the idea you, you mean now you can make a decision. But I always thought 12 was too young in some ways. But I so clearly remember being 12 and we were doing all this stuff in school, training for our confirmation. And I remember just thinking, nonsense yeah yeah this is total shit so 12 is probably a fit enough age to yeah, me because yeah. i remember I the same stupid 12 year old i I'm definitely taught this at like confirmation so it's like this is bullshit and, yeah, and I, a lot of people but in the I, class I had like the same. whatever way my brain was wired i just i never understood the need for a higher power and i just didn't i just didn't get it it just wasn't there for me whatever it was like i'm just not i've never needed that kind of I've never needed to know there's a God overlooking me or any of that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, and it's yeah. Because the world is big and beautiful and nature is amazing and, not, you know, like, all that kind of stuff. So I just never really got it. And and I remember one of my mates, he, uh, at the time, he was just like, what? But what do you mean you don't believe in it? He's like, I was like that's blasphemous, you know, this kind of thing. <laughs> and he totally, like, was just engrossed. His parents were very religious and stuff. And he uh, he just really couldn't get it and then he's like well then you can't make your confirmation and i was like well no i will because <laughs> I loads of people mo- give you money yeah, when you yeah. do it uh, like that's the reason most people get involved in religion so like, yeah and i was just like so you know i'm gonna do it and he's just like but then what are you gonna do i was like i'm gonna lie yeah you know it's not it's not for me um because i'm gonna get like a few hundred quid out of this so <laughs> i'm gonna do it and he just couldn't understand that at all he was so like um but then again like i remember having this co- this exact conversation with uh, a girl we went to college with and she was just like oh why don't you try like um protestantism or uh oh yeah i remember her saying that do you remember this too, conversation? She, yeah. we, she we were, was, we're all sitting around a table oh, was it? and i and i said she was saying like i don't think we we're it was me and yours we were the atheists the at the table yeah. And I think because Cory, I think Cory might have been on her side where they were making the point that and Gary is at the he time was really, at yeah. the time was quite religious. I don't know. If they were saying how like they think 
we, we shouldn't have been able we shouldn't have just called ourselves atheists we should have tried every religion before we could yeah. have made that determination and we were like but you happened to call yourself catholic yeah exactly but my argument was but they were like why don't you try uh judaism or muslim or hindu mm. or hinduism or go be a harry krishna or something like maybe there's something else out there for you and i was like yeah but i don't need it yeah this, this is what you're not understanding is i don't get the need for a higher power or to yeah, believe yeah. in god or yeah whatever. i actually remember and this yeah. was and they they were just like and they just couldn't get their heads around yeah. that. And I think I it's well, just, thinking, just wow, the point. Like it's it really is just whatever way you're wired. Like yeah, yeah. I think Cory was only because Cory just likes playing devil's advocate. I think that's exactly what yeah. <laughs> he was. He, was just, <laughs> he wasn't in, he, like. I think he would probably consider himself. No, he had this look in his eye, just kind of like. <laughs> oh, he always choose. He'll just choose the opposite side. Like, and he's good at arguing. Like, yeah, he should have yeah. been a politician. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm, I actually remember you making that point, and mine was just like, "But you, how can you say that when you haven't done it to land on yours?" But the difference yeah, that was your argument. Is, the it? difference with me is I'm choosing not to believe any. So what I'm doing, I'm essentially not collecting stamps. If you collect stamps, people would call you a stamp collector. What do you call somebody who doesn't collect stamps? There's no name for it, exactly. <laughs> and that's what I am in terms of religion. You yeah. know, people, it just happens. There's a name, and they call it atheist. But there should, there kind of shouldn't even be. Like I shouldn't even have to yeah. call myself an atheist. Just like I just don't. Like it's just yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> and but then as well, there's the other end of it. Of there's the people who are the aggressive atheists. We see, and that's why who, I kind of don't like stand on a podium and call. Yeah. Like everyone naive and stupid, and they need to prove themselves. And they're like, ah, you can't prove anything. You're an idiot, and. I wouldn't be that person either. Yeah. See, I think agnostic sounds... Because agnostic... Is, pe- you haven't made up your mind. You're, well, that's what some people say, but it's not really like the actual... Because agnostic isn't... The word agnostic, you can be agnostic towards political views. You can be agno- yeah. agnostic means you're... Almost it means indifferent. I would call myself agnostic in the in the dictionary <laughs> sense oh, of the word. What did you put in your census form? Um, I think I did put atheists. Yeah, me too. Uh, that's like we had a census this year. And there was a big... I don't think Agnostic was in it, I think. No, it wasn't. Yeah. There was a big um, campaign for people to put atheists on their form. Because they tried to hide it, essentially. It wasn't... Well, the... not even that. It's because... But Well, no, they did. They had, like, all the religions, then other, and then underneath other had atheists. <laughs> yeah. And it was very easy to miss it. And that's why the campaign, yeah. it was like... Yeah, but it was also saying there's so many people who had identified themselves as Catholic because, like, that they grew up, made their... They were baptized, made their communion, confirmation, and then they've never stepped inside a church since. Yeah. Uh, they, whatever, turned 18 and went to college and they've no interest in religion, but they still write Catholic on all these yeah, forms yeah, yeah. because that's what you do, because that's what your mammy told you. Yeah, exactly. And it was a whole campaign to tell those people, don't write Catholic on it, because the Catholic Church still has so much power over our country and our politics and how our schools are run and all this yeah, stuff, yeah. and we need to take that power away from them. And... Still, loads of people wrote Catholic on their yeah. <laughs> so, oh. how, how do we get here? <laughs> um, we were talking about religion. We we went way far further with what you were saying, but no, you were talking about ages ago. <laughs> you were talking yeah. about the deciding on your confirmation. You didn't. You yeah, just yeah. didn't need it. And the reason people choose to believe it is because they need it. Because you you were saying yeah. like you want the world to be peace and happy and all that. So you've already got fucking mor- your own morality. Yeah, 
so you don't need religion a lot of people need religion because they don't have that they don't they don't they, if they didn't have religion they fucking wouldn't want the world to be peace and joyful i'll give you a really good example i remember having an argument with the same friend i'm not going to give his name but who at the time was like that's blasphemous blah 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 and about two years later he was kind of at the period of he was trying to and now he's a complete atheist. Oh, wait, like, for my benefit, is this somebody I know? Yeah. And the, so by the time we got to, say, about 14, two years after confirmation, uh, this mate of mine was kind of coming around to the idea. I think he'd read, like, a Richard Dawkins book and was starting to yeah, kind of think, yeah, oh, okay, yeah. maybe it isn't. He was always very well read and stuff, but he, he'd been caught into that whole kind of, like, fear God religion as yeah, a kid. Yeah. And it took him a while to shake it off, where I was just like, I don't have anything to fear because it doesn't exist. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. I was just like, fucking prove it. You know, I, I was just that kid. And he, uh, I'm a very skeptical person. But anyway, he, I remember he made the argument at about 14. And I remember thinking, that's the stupidest argument ever. Uh, and he's a great debater. He's always made, like into debates and stuff. And he's even done it on like debate teams and stuff. Like that. But at the time, I remember just he had the worst argument, which was you need to teach kids religion because you need to teach them it's a really good way to teach them the difference between right and wrong yeah and i was like no it's not just teach them the difference between right and wrong and that's the problem with religion though because a kid who's good because he's afraid of being slapped isn't a good kid he's a he's a scared kid a kid who is you if your kid has been bad and you tell him you do that you'll go to hell you better be good and then you'll go to heaven yeah is isn't as good an argument as you should be good because it's the nice thing to do. And but that's it's important to but be that's, good to other yeah, people. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. So if you've got a kid who's just running around screaming in a shop and you tell him, be quiet, I'm going to slap you. And he's yeah. quiet. He's only been quiet because you're going to slap him. But if you say, be quiet, you're annoying people. And he's quiet because yeah. of that. <laughs> exactly. He's a good kid. Like, yeah, yeah. That, and that's the difference between relig- like morality of being, of you yeah, get yeah. from religion. But like my kind of argument to him was, you know, people aren't insane murderous animals that the only reason we are kept in check as modern societies because we fear hell you know <laughs> no, like, it doesn't work the other end of that spectrum and to bring it back to green room yeah i would even i would go as far as to say religion doesn't even breed morality but it gives you an excuse to forget it yeah because that's what like you look at all the fucking there, there's no hate-filled racist group in the world that isn't affiliated with religion <laughs> like no. <laughs> there's none yeah some communist countries, like some dictators, were atheists. So you can point to Stalin and stuff, but yeah, that's an exception to the rule. Like, but was in, weren't the Nazi Party non-religious? There's debate on whether. Uh, they, I mean, he believed in the occult, and he sent groups of soldiers looking yeah. for the fucking Ark of the Covenant and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's a weird one. It was. It was kind of like they were against the Vatican. Yeah, yeah, and Judaism. Yeah, but not necessarily. It wasn't because but it wasn't the, that they were atheists didn't believe in God. They would believe there was great like power right there. Yeah, taken. yeah. Well, it's that other thing with dictator because people said going on stuff with Stalin and people talk about you know what's going on in North Korea and how like well they're communist countries they're countries where religion is banned and yeah. they do all this shit and it's like yeah and they make themselves God. There is a religion in North Korea. It's yeah, the yeah. fucking it's the religion of the own yeah, yeah. <laughs> the own family. Like that's a re- like they've made themselves God. Like look at the fucking stories they tell. They they invented yeah. parables. That's yeah. a religion. That's the definition of a religion almost. Exactly. For um, all we know, Jesus 2000 years ago was a dictator. <laughs> <laughs> like 
Um, I'm just saying. Well, the point is, like, just because it's not a religion that's existed for the last couple of hundred years, like, it's still the attitude to those people is still. It's fanaticism but, over yeah. an icon. But I guess that just with the issue of morality, that doesn't really come into it with those uh, communist dictators. But yeah, I would say that religion, for like the reason skinheads and neo-Nazis can justify their violent acts is because their religion is right. Yeah. And that's why they want, you know, the thing I was saying about like how a lot of the, the really fundamental, the hardcore white supremacists won't fight a white person. Oh yeah. Cause so it's... like, well, that's part of their morality. Like that's wrong. That'd be wrong to them. Yeah, yeah. So that's, fu- like, whatever you say about them, that's fucking conviction. <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's an excuse that, that that can justify them going out and kicking in the head of somebody for, of a different skin color. Yeah. Because they can go home and tell themselves, like, but I'm true but to I'm my brotherhood. Yeah, yeah. And that's all that matters because yeah. of white privilege. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a good person yeah. to the right people. Okay. And, so, and that's dangerous. Whereas, like, because we 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 will never have that because we're not religious <laughs> like, yeah, so we're not yeah. guided by that sort of a, yeah it's just like well i probably just probably shouldn't be kicking in the head of anybody <laughs> <laughs> so we're in the green room and we're just trying to have this debate with the guys to the door and they're like <laughs> what like no what <laughs> the thing well here's the thing is this like, we're trying to be diplomatic yeah, yeah. <laughs> well here's the okay so you're a for a 14 year old shane is in his walking through temple bar and Darcy is there, like somebody like that. So it's Patrick Stewart, essentially. <laughs> um, do you, can you see yourself being led, led astray by somebody like that? No, because really. <laughs> <Fair laughs> I was just like, I don't need this shit. Like, was kind of my. Well, I think I'd be like, well, you're kind of like the reaction I had even as a twenty-something-year-old, like talking to skinheads in rock bars, where I was like, I, I, I've seen like five five immigrants today i don't know what's yeah. the problem i remember like one mentioning uh, like jews and stuff and i was like two i've met two jewish people in my life yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, you're living in possibly the whitest country in the world <laughs> but shows the uh the just, level of just not just ignorance it's, but no, just, it's just how much they're f- they believe the propaganda of it but haven't thought about it just like being sheep of a lesser intent like if we were going to actually talk about differences between people and maybe you know, superiority i think they're quite inferior because they're definitely like the, of the lower lower intelligence anyway because you stop and think for fucking half a second you did yeah. realize how much shite they're talking like yeah. the example was like a lot of them are very pro kkk even the irish skinheads will like oh, have yeah. kkk paraphernalia was that the right word yeah um the kkk are fundamentally against catholics as much as they're against black people or anything i remember t- like again what a guy fucking who he had it's not the iron cross that it's a cross that i guess it is the iron cross that the nazis had but the yeah. kkk it's you know you've seen one where it's like i think it's a red circle with an iron cross yeah it's a kkk logo anyway and he had a belt buckle of that. He also had a rosary bead tattooed on his arm. As far as I know, rosary is exclusively Catholic, isn't it? Because it's Mary, it's praying to so, Mary. Yeah, yeah. So, like, how the fuck? How can you be wearing a belt buckle? Which, also, it's just fucking stupid to be wearing a belt buckle. <laughs> like, oh, I'm so but, hardcore. But if you're that devoted to being a Catholic, which the message is to, you know, love your thy neighbor and... 
treat everyone as you treat yourself and all that kind of stuff. Well, and forget about that, but you're wearing the belt buckle of a group who wants to burn Catholic people. Oh, okay. Like, the KKK, <laughs> like, if you list off the groups of people they oh yeah they want rid of, Catholics are on that uh, are on that list with, with black people, like. Oh, right, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, like, well, like, yeah, KKK is yeah. a Christian, an American Christian group, like, they, they're not, they're not a fan of Catholics, like. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That, well, that's what I mean, so, like, this guy's wearing yeah, a belt buckle. Of KK, with KKK cross yeah. and has a Catholic rosary tattooed. So like, <laughs> how? Like that is because that is this. There is no difference. A Catholic a guy and obviously a proud Catholic supporting the KKK is no different than a black person supporting the KKK. No different, That's unless really you funny. unless you just don't know about the KKK. Yeah, yeah. Which would be fine if you were like like. But if you're gonna wear their buckle, well, then you you'd think fuck. you'd know about it. Of course, yeah. 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 So that'd because be like obviously a, you have a reason for wearing that. Well, it'd be like if a black person was into the KKK and he missed, he just, for some reason, he missed the part where they didn't like black people. He just thought, <laughs> he thought that, he was like, yeah, I don't like Asians. I don't like those Catholics. I don't like Irish people. I'm all for the KKK. And yeah, he, he and, missed And he missed that. But it's the same. Now, yeah, obviously. Let's, let's go burn crosses in their, in their gardens. <laughs> obviously, there's been more media attention know, yeah. about. But it's the same thing. If you looked into it, you should know. Look, I don't support the KKK and I know that. Okay. Yeah. And but if you, because, you read like open Wikipedia, I'm sure it's right there. Uh, let's see. Yeah. <laughs> you don't actually have to. no no but I think it's, it makes for a valid point yeah. if it is if they if you ever get arrested for something and they check your search engine history <laughs> like... thankfully this podcast is such a good defense yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> like, you're like no I, I wanted to see what a real what it was really like to murder somebody for the podcast like oh okay that's fine you can go free one two three four five six seven eight nine the tenth line on wikipedia is there against Catholics. it opposed Catholics and Jews, especially newer immigrants, and stressed the opposition to the Catholic Church. It's the oh. tenth line on Wikipedia. Okay, yeah, no, I just wasn't. So this guy, as you say it, I'm like, yes, and I had the, heard that. That's the cross I was referring to. Yes, the I red, exactly the one. Yeah. So he's wearing the the cross. The, the line Catholic uh, opposed the Catholic Church is right below that logo on the Wikipedia page, <laughs> and this fucking idiot's wearing the belt buckle. It's like that's just an idiot. Like there's no, there's you can't. There's no defense. For There's that. no defense for that. That is just an idiot. Yeah, and and that's just a taste of the type of the conversations I've had with those type of people. It's normally the younger ones. Like the older ones are the Dan- they're the Darcys, where it's like, oh, these yeah. people have. Unfortunately, these are smart people. Yeah, <laughs> and that's... because I suppose that's the thing is, if you get to a certain age and you're still into it seriously, you're either very very stupid. Are very smart and just really racist. It's yeah. kind of, and if you're the point of being a recruiter and stuff, you're probably a bit more intelligent as well. See, which is more dangerous? The smart them, the Darcys, or the guys with the belt buckles? Definitely the Darcys. Yeah. Uh, well, I think the Darcys are more dangerous to society, obviously. Yeah. But if I if I'm stuck in a room with someone, I'd want it to be the Darcy because. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I think ending up in a green room scenario, I'm worried about the belt buckle guys. Yeah, because they're the violent, just the people that are in it. it well, it's fucking almost like the people that join the IRA now. Like it's people that yeah. aren't really about the cause; they're about chaos the, and violence. The, yeah, so. yeah. yeah. Um, whereas the Darcys are smart enough to play it safe. But yeah, like I, I can see like a world. Like I mean, that's it's interesting. Like, do you think like 
in in an apocalyptic world do you think you'd see a rise of skinheads and stuff like would that be you know in mad max you have the raiders I was just gonna and say stuff. that yeah shiny and chrome um sons of odin yeah using all their repurposed viking mythology there would definitely be a rise of religious groups and then so why not yeah alternative groups don't Actually, you know that show that post-apocalyptic tv show with luke perry the one we could oh used to always go on man yeah what was it called um i can't remember but there was a skin that was a thing in that where it was like skinheads yeah yeah because the you know for anybody who hasn't seen that a virus wiped out anybody that had hit puberty that's so right, it was yeah. the all the children that survived growing up so like you know there was one 14 year old skinhead yeah that recruited a bunch of children like and so they all yeah. took on and yeah and they were essentially like they're that world's version of raiders which i can see as being like that type of i person. must find that series again and watch it because it only had like one season or something isn't it uh it, had, it was like jericho came back for half a season oh yeah just to finish it up can't remember the name it was like no, a we've, name talk, like, we've had so many conversations it was another it. biblical like it was jonah or something like that it was something like that. It wasn't Jericho. Like, cause no, I Jericho think it was something was like Jonah or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it was him and one of the kids from the Cosby show. And Sam from Lord of the Rings. Siobhan. Was he in it? Yeah. yeah. I think he came into it late enough. Like he came yeah. at the end of the Jeremiah. Uh, it's a really decent show. Man, it's such a fucking budget for its time as well. Cause oh, that was, I must go back and watch that. It was around maybe, well, the year should be here. Yeah, 2002. Like, it's yeah, old yeah. enough. I was like thinking I was still in school. You like it just seemed like it had a huge budget for its time and the, the type of show it was. Anyway, we're getting so off, <laughs> but we're kind of staying away with religion. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I can see them being a problem in the apocalypse. Yeah, we still have to get out of the green room. That's... Yeah. So there's no. Well, that's another thing actually, just to mention it beforehand because it's something that's about to come up if we're in the green room. More often than not. This isn't the case in Ireland. In Ireland, it seems to be very centered on far-right extremists. But in America, yeah. it seems more often not. From my my exposure to it. It's through TV. Through, yeah. yeah. With the exception of, say, the KKK, it seems usually it's it's a front for a fucking crime organization. Yeah. Or not, a front's the wrong word, because that's a bad front. It's... But it's a way to get people involved. And Yeah, they. it's a way to recruit soldiers for... Yeah your drug war yeah to make to make money from drugs. and it seems like it starts where it's like the drugs finance your fucking rebellion kind of but then yeah, you yeah. make so much money from the drugs you're like well <laughs> and it just becomes about the drug trade yeah because like that was this in breaking bad you had the Aryan brotherhood where the yeah essentially they had their own compound the same as the boys on this like it was the same setup like yeah it's a it's a it's a very common thing. I don't know. They do it a lot in every every procedural in the last ten years has done an episode where they've had to rescue like a kid from a crazy religious compound, and they're, yeah. us- they're usually also gun smugglers or drug dealers. Yeah, or yeah. but it seems actually skinheads and bikers and stuff is popping up quite. Uh, or anybody with like sort of neo Nazi affiliation. Yeah. That's because like you think. So yeah, Breaking Bad. Like, the Sons of Anarchy are they linked with are they racists in that um, they actually did a really good thing on it where they go into it in, in really in depth and I was actually just about to say it and then you asked me <laughs> okay but we'll get back just for my point they, yes or no yes we, originally okay the founding members yeah, right? yeah. 
Daredevil had it last season. Yeah. Shit, there was something. You see, now it's gone. Ah, I forgot. Anyway, go on. Sons of Anarchy. So yeah, Sons of Anarchy they have is there's the, I think it's the original seven members who started the club and they wrote a charter and in their charter there was no uh, black men allowed to join and then there's this whole thing like it goes on for like three seasons where one of the guys is hispanic and it turns out like the da is trying to get him to give them evidence and they discover that actually his dad was black and his mom was hispanic and so he's actually half black. Yeah. And they're like, the club will, they will kill you if they find this out. And it goes on for ages of he's like wearing a wire, reporting to the DA, all the stuff that's going on. And then finally he confesses to one of them. They're like, what? Nobody gives a fuck about that anymore, man. Mm. That's like, that was a different time when they wrote that charter. And then they, uh, they end up actually recruiting uh there's another black motorcycle club who they're like they respect but they can't join the club and then in the last season they like let them join the club and it's like it's it's kind of like they're trying to be more modern understanding like this club was set up in the 70s by vietnam vets have you watched all of sons of anarchy yeah finished it yeah it was all on netflix i remember there's some terrible terrible episodes i remember you telling me you watched it on my recommendation i was like what? No, I, I, so I, sure I watched two episodes it. and thought it was the worst thing I've ever I, seen. I'm so sure you'd recommend it. Uh, no, I, uh, yeah, I remember that. I, yeah. It was so funny that you, you Dar- like Darren watched it all. He loved it. It's it's it is kind. It's terrible, but in an enjoyable way. Like it's just like a really, really, really subpar. <laughs> no, it's like it was, yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it was. Like well, have you watched all opera. the Sopranos? Not since it was last on TV. Well. I haven't ever rewatched it. Oh, but you but you've watched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so you've seen all of them. Okay, but it ended in like what, like two thousand four or something? <laughs> like, ah, I'd say two thousand eight, two thousand nine, maybe. That late? I say I'm going to say oh six oh seven, latest two thousand eight. Oh, okay. It's li- well, that's what it says nineteen ninety nine to two thousand eight. Wow. Okay, I never thought it ran that long. Um, anyway, well, last season would have been two thousand seven, mid, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But my point was, sorry. Was, yeah, with a lot of those clubs, it is usually white, so only you're, it's, there's usually Oh, yeah, no, no, but I was saying, like, it seems like a lot of, like, what is it, what, what has happened in the last five years, maybe more, where so many shows are using bikers and neo-Nazis and stuff? Has, do you think, yeah. like, has there been a rise? Because it's weird that, like, see, Sons of Anarchy, huge show. Yeah, it was massive. Um, It was a big part of the last few seasons of Breaking Bad big part yeah. of last season of daredevil even like include films like green room stuff yeah. like that it seems like is it is it like a social commentary of like a warning this is terrible but it's like it's almost the opposite effect or something is that, i don't know yeah because you take like sons of anarchy like fucking how many guys have you seen wearing their biker jackets all the time bike? i saw one yesterday and it made me laugh so much uh, i remember darren stag where we saw the, like oh yeah two wasn't there two that was so <laughs> funny and you just said to did you say something we were, I think we all kind of met we all just went oh man your jacket's cool and he just turned around fuck off you don't know what you're talking about fuck <laughs> off a lot of you and we were just like what it was like all night people had been slagging him over yeah, yeah and we were just we were actually being nice to him 
And uh, well, I, think, we, I, I, I don't think no, so you are. <laughs> no, I said something like Sam Crow rules. Yeah, is, yeah. And he was just like, fuck off. It's like he didn't know. No, I thought it was like he didn't know who Sam Crow was or something. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, what? But like, that's weird. That's like when he was in full costume. But like. wearing biker patches on your back. Like, if you. That's so dangerous. Yeah. Like, that's from insane. what. No, I don't know much about biker gangs, but my idea was that that's like very, very, very frowned upon. Like, <laughs> it is. But obviously, the TV shows had a different effect. I think if someone's wearing a Sons of Anarchy one, you ignore them. If they're wearing. One they're not supposed to. I think it's any other one though. It's like if if like it can be you can make up a biker gang and put once it's a patch on the back of a leather jacket. Yeah, remember uh, that podcast? Tell him Steve Dave. I do listen to. They started their own biker club on it, and the <laughs> the rules were like, you know, you can have any type of bike you can enter with, like so a bicycle, whatever. <laughs> right, okay. And, and they're called the Four Colored Demons, which is a great name for a biker gang. And so the med patches, like, and you can buy them on their website. But they're, they've got some friends in different, like, big biker gangs. And they're telling them, you need to stop this because, like, you're going to get them, your, your fans are going to get beat up if they, like, walk or through somebody else's gang. turf. Yeah. yeah, well, just because if you're wearing a biker patch in, in, in another biker gang's turf, you're oh, in trouble okay. <laughs> but they were saying like so now that they still have the patches but they're they've only made ones for putting on the arm and there's t-shirts with them on their back because yeah. apparently it's exclusively it's the back oh, it's the, of a jacket of a cut yeah, 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 yeah. Cut, so. which is what your man down that we saw had maybe we should start our own biker gang just to counter the yeah because disaster artist is a great name for a biker gang <laughs> oh it kind of is actually yeah <laughs> I was thinking we we'd 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 have to like make a, a different like a gang name that sound you know, something with the apocalypse in it. Oh, okay. Like it just sound good. Like I probably shouldn't think about it. The disaster <laughs> artist is a good one. Like That's great. Yeah. And our emblem could be half a bourbon and half a custard cream, like just side by side. I thought it was a bourbon. <laughs> I thought like the alcohol. I don't even drink because <laughs> that sounded more like a biker. Thing, I know drinking bourbon. <laughs> Disaster artist MC. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of another biker because disaster. It needs to be something secretive. Whereas disaster artist. I mean, that's our podcast. Know, like yeah, everybody yeah. will know. It needs to be like a bit of a secret club that only members know about. I think it just has to have the apocalypse. Like this. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I think this might have been a wrestling tag team, but disciples of the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something yeah. like that. But as soon. It is, maybe this is me, but as soon as you put disciples in front of something, I automatically think racist. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's kind of... Oh, I think actually in wrestling, they feuded with the Rocks uh, Nation of Domination, who were a black power that's really group. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> the Rock was in the Nation of Domination and they feuded with the... Wow. The disciples. Or the acolytes of the apart anyway they were a biker gang gimmick yeah and if you did with That's it right. they were meant to be racist <laughs> anyway we'll see we'll, we'll we'll think that we'll, we'll think, think about that, that we'll off, think that like, over yeah, yeah. um <laughs> portable debt chamber <laughs> are, yeah like, did you say they were they turned out to be, out to be a neo-nazi or did we just you said that but no i think in another episode i think you remembered it that i said it but i'm not sure if i actually found, i think i just said they sound like they might be but i never actually confirmed it but then in our memory we just yeah, thought okay, i'd yeah, confirmed yeah. it we talked back to an event that we weren't sure you said it was a metal band already no i think like i said i think i think i only said i think that might be oh, a neo-nazi okay. band 
and then in our yes. memory yes. Sorry, we remembered right. that i checked it and it turned out it was but i don't think i ever actually did oh, okay we just remembered it wrong yeah so that's our new, our new one that's <laughs> portable death um, chamber I, or like we it doesn't just, work for a gang though no bike no no that just club, sorry biker club club but, not yeah gang. we're not a gang uh but normally like you we're know legitimate cl- Club. club members normally have their own band on the side as well so that's our band yeah. and we'll have like the disciples of the apocalypse will be our our club that our guy <laughs> we we have that style that really aggressive skinhead punk band style but the lyrics are all really positive <laughs> <laughs> i love shit like that that's it because um, I think there is like you're getting up and you're like oh, I really like tea with sugar <laughs> there's another group you know I was talking about the soldiers of Odin there's an- somebody else copyrighted soldiers of Odin and got the domain name and all that and they made like biker patches where it's I guess there's a pony in my little pony called Odin so, <laughs> so the logo is the pony and it's purple and it's got a rainbow over it, but it still looks all spray painted and cool but oh, it's yeah. really colourful that's really funny. I think I'd like uh, for our gang our club sorry our club would have a logo like that a very colorful <laughs> <laughs> yeah they'd just be really nice yeah and we go out and patrol <laughs> <laughs> to stop uh, what was it undesirables undesirables just my target women and children but um, just women and children yeah, if, you, yeah, if you attack men we're not gonna help if you're a grown man tough shit even if you're like you're on your own even if you're in a wheelchair <laughs> you're on your own you're a man we only protect women and children <laughs> white women and children like different, <laughs> different podcasts have like they do like listener meetups and stuff oh yeah we could because you know we don't have the we don't have the finances to do proper meetups we could just like meet up and do patrols for our <laughs> <listeners>. <laughs> so it's just always in like three listeners just walk around town for 10 minutes chatting like yeah how we survive the apocalypse uh, Oh, I kind of like the idea of doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we're going to get out of uh, the green room. I. Now, it sounds like we join them and try and take them down by the inside <laughs> by making a mockery of their <laughs> group. I would just be like, oh, I don't know. Well, you know what? Well, there's a couple of ways you could go. I would have. I would have definitely done the same thing of, oh, there's daylight down there and then discover yeah, yeah. the room. That I would have done exactly that. Hmm. Uh, definitely you. Yeah, I mean, that, like, once you... Once you see, see that, you're see, like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. a way out. Yeah, of course. Um, but, yeah, you either reach a point where you go, can, can I join you guys? I'll, I'll be one of you guys. Or oh, you just go, my dad's black, make it quick. or i'm jewish or something you know you just you just find a way to get them to kill you quicker so you they don't just hack you to bits of the but that's what they were doing but i think like but you didn't know that by the end of it their plan is solid because that's all they can do i mean they're trapped they're literally up against the wall and it's a real like everything they do from like himself and imogen like is a really good plan like he just confuses them with pretending to look like one of them yeah, for a yeah. second and they're like what because that's all you need is that like and even that split you're second. talking about like the guys being really stupid and stuff those two guys were so stupid yeah yeah actually one of them is one of them's a bit chubby yeah yeah kind of actually looks like the guy i was talking about <laughs> but yeah but even at her like hiding in the in the, the couch, couch and stuff genius. Actually, that's one thing we didn't mention er- earlier. Maybe this was only funny to Irish people who, you know, watched Father Ted. 
but I broke myself laughing when the lights go out and she lights the lighter and goes, careful now. I know. Yeah. <laughs> the first thing you think is, down to that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. But she says it in that same tone as well. It's like, was Dougal referencing something else when they done it in Father Ted? I don't know. Because she said it was like, it was the same tone. It was careful now. I, mean, I guess it's kind of the way a parent would speak to a child yeah. anyway. Her character was very unhinged. <laughs> like, from yeah. the beginning. Oh, yeah. And I, there was something not right about her. And even, even like, <laughs> towards the end, where she just shoots the guy. And he's just like, oh, so we're doing it that way? Yeah. I was just going to disrupt the crime scene. She's like, I'm going to make a new crime scene. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, well, she's okay. been, like, she's been uh she's a skinhead or not skinhead but a boot girl i guess yeah like for a long time she's not she's probably not a stranger to violence anyway she probably hasn't done a lot of it herself she's probably seen a lot of it her and her friend it's dead were obviously well involved in the gang yeah her friend was dealing though wasn't she yeah yeah well i assume she was dealing for them for them yeah Yeah. and the see that's the thing what i'm saying do you you know do you give up the girl because they definitely want to kill Imogen. Sorry, character. just go back to what I was saying. Uh, I'd say they were there for the, whatever happened at Easter or 4th of July. Like, they've seen other... They've probably yeah, seen yeah, people yeah. being killed by this gang before. Yeah, Only there were the people that they didn't mind being killed. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't seem like a good person. No. Despite looking really cute. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was She's watching it going, nice. She's right up Johnny Street. You know what, like... So, I guess, what's in the lab? Is there anything down in the lab you could use? I would have thought there'd be something flammable down there. There's some liquid. There must, like, there must have been some kind of, like, gases or chemicals mm. that you could just you see, burn. Like, but you'll probably kill yourself. The movie it. thing, that like, oh, that's like the, uh, kick down the door and put one between his eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I won't have a clue what to do with those chemicals. <laughs> like, no, but just <laughs> light them, like. No, I was thinking more, like, <laughs> yeah, no, there's nothing. I, I think... Uh, but actually, yeah, I think I'd reach a point where, like, okay, there's no way out of this. Do you fuck with them as much as possible? I didn't know. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, just it take everybody down with you. Yeah. Especially after you've Light seen... a load of chemicals on fire in the lab and just let it burn. After you've, after you've seen your friends being ripped apart by wild dogs. Well, not wild dogs, but dogs. Mad dog, yeah. Um, you know they're not. that's not a quick death and they're probably not dead. Burning to death would be quicker. <laughs> yeah. So at that and point. Actually, the smoke might kill you first. Yeah. Especially but I mean, like, if you're blowing it up, you're probably just going to burn. In that scenario, would you do heroin? Well, that's what I was going. <laughs> I was going to go with like, like maybe if you just do heroin, you won't care. But you also might just be. I've never done heroin. Maybe you'll just be a lunatic. Maybe you'll just like get your second wind and just fucking start mowing through people. <laughs> I don't know. Um, or you could like, do... or you you take the heroin first, and then you just can't get any light and fire, and then they just come in and you just start going. Hey man, but or you could do like in Fallout, and you could like you'd look for some metal, build a pipe pistol, and make a syringe gun, and you just <laughs> shoot heroin at them. <laughs> like, worked in Fallout, really? Is that a thing? You can gun? make a syringe gun in Fallout. Yeah. That's cool. While you were away, I finally finished Fallout. Oh, did you? Yeah. Did you literally have, like, an hour left to do or something? I was, it's funny. I thought I had way more. And then, like, I'd say I had, like, I was, like, five days, 20 hours where, when I, where I left off. And I was, like, I need I need to finish this just before six days because it would be sad. And then yeah. I ended up at six days and five minutes. <laughs> so, <laughs> no way. Um, I actually recorded it for the purpose of the podcast. Oh, cool. 
Um, I was just going to say we should do one together where you're just playing and I'm like, oh, what's that? Go there. Somebody actually sent a link. There's a new DLC called Nuka World oh, okay, for cool. it. And I want us to do, do it. Yeah, yeah. So that we could do that next time. Because it's probably a DLC. It won't be long. Do you think as an option... Okay, you try anything to survive in that scenario and we're both non-confrontational. So we're trying to reason with them. Yeah. And but I think at this they point... They really want the girl... Right, they really want Imogen because she knows too much. They're gonna kill her regardless. Yeah. So, are you like, what can we give you? <laughs> and they're like, hey, we want the girl. You're like, do you give her up? Or do you defend her? She's pretty cute. Don't know if I could get behind the whole racism thing, no. Yeah. Or you, or you, I'm still trying to go. Like, I won't tell anyone. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't. I, I honest, like you know, I I don't know. Didn't see anything. You're a lovely person who I can't even remember what you look like. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I was never here. Yeah. Where well, are we again? Texas? Yeah. Grand. He's like, you're in Oregon. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> but I think I'm kind of like that in that I'd just be like, look, I know it's hard to believe, but trust me. Yeah. We've done the same shit. We we don't. We're all, we're cool with this. As soon yeah. as I'm that, like I'm ten minutes down the road, and I'm like calling the police. Okay. Like, Patrick Stewart's a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> <Patrick Stewart laughs> a Nazi. Everything, everything you know about him's a lie. He's so good, and I kind of like thought after I was like, oh, man, I'm really disappointed. Patrick Stewart's that evil. You know, <laughs> he always yeah. seems so nice. I was thinking it was so nice, even though he actually looks completely different in it too. Like just the beard and oh, the the just... dropping the accent and stuff. And he looks so little and weak. He's terrifying. Yeah. The well, it's like Ian McKellen in Apt Pupil. Like, yeah. He's so old and decrepit in it. Even though like he's actually quite young in that film. Yeah, because it's like but, from what, twelve years But once he gets ago. back into like the fucking Nazi thing, he's terrifying. Like yeah. and you see him in the SS uniform and uh Yeah, I would just keep trying to bargain with them. Yeah. Do you give up the girl though? I don't know if I could. <laughs> kind of really well she's a fucking asset though if if we're following yeah. the film like she's the one who's done most of the work so far yeah because yeah. Uh, we've given up the gun for whatever reason we've just been so fucking well maybe we didn't but someone else yeah, yeah. Did. that's i guess yeah our band whoever was supporting us on our podcast yeah, yeah. tour gordo um, gave up the gun, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> so yeah that's it like we we're touring with gordo and paul uh, those conspiracy <laughs> Gordo gave up the gun. Gordo, why would you give up the gun? We're the only ones left alive anyway with her. Yeah. We don't need to follow this scenario exact anyway. It's just we're in a situation like that. Yeah, we've met somebody like her. Because you would. You would just... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what what difference... Yeah, you just like do what they've done. It's kind of all you can do. The, The only thing I would do different is, yeah, I would probably do whatever I could to wreck... Just take it down at the heroin factory downstairs because I know I'm probably not going to get it there alive, and that'll really fuck with them. uh, And odds are they probably owe money to somebody for the stock they have there, and then they can't replenish that. And then I know I've just fucked their shit up. Well, either way, like you get out of it because you do what they done. You know, fucking she hides in the couch. We we've got three of us at least, so we're doing a bit better. Do you? Once you get out, are you like, right, we need to just get the fuck out here as as quick as possible, steal a car, just run, whatever, or do you go and find Darcy and your man? Do you want, do you go? No, I'm like, fuck Gordo, he's dog food now. 
I don't <laughs> um, uh, I'd be you see I'm inclined to well yeah I don't know because it's I'd be really curious just what they're doing to cover it up and then once yeah. I see what they're doing then I'd be like okay if I mess with this even if I don't survive they're not going to be able to cover it up or something. Yeah. you know see I'd be so worried like if I ran the other way that like even though it seems out there, I'd be like, oh, this entire fucking town is probably made up of skinheads. Like, I'm going to... Yeah. For all you know, like, yeah, the the sheriff arrives and he's one of them. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, he, or he's at least they're paying him off with the heroin money. I've seen something. enough horror movies to know how that goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you, you fucking you wave down a truck and you get in and he's like, oh, man, these skinheads. It's like, oh, don't worry, we'll get, you, we'll get you safe, boy. And then you get in and you see he's got, like, on his fucking gear stick, he's got, like, a fucking... KKK cross, yeah, yeah. On, like, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "My brothers will take care of you, real good." Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think I'd just be like, oh, I'm, "I'm still probably not in the clear." So go kill Darcy. Go and kill Darcy. Yeah, I suppose once I've made that decision to go down there, I know I'm probably going to have to shoot someone. So I'm not going to be like Antonio Elton, who's like, "Oh, so we're doing that now?" Yeah, I'd be like, let's do it. You know, <laughs> and also like. I guess you kind of fall into the trap that uh, the, the neo-Nazi youth does, where or what we were talking about with the religious thing of it gives you an excuse to pick on another race and to be violent. Yeah. Where I think I'd feel like, oh well, these guys deserve it now. So now I've got an excuse. Oh, yeah, now yeah. I've got an excuse, and I can do something good and not feel the slightest yeah, I, bit bad about this. Yeah. Well, you'd feel so justified in killing yeah. them at that point. So I think I would go for it. But then then I think that would be my mistake. Because, like, I don't know if I'd have made that shot. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> and, he, and he had a gun, so... And especially if even if one of us has half an arm. Yeah. Like... <laughs> so I'd say we, we make that mistake and then get shot by Darcy. We'd probably kill it. Best case scenario I see by that is we shoot him and he shoots us and we all die. Yeah, though I guess the difference being like that's if you went if you went back looking for him with the goal of killing him, you wouldn't stop until you would just we we the whole oh so we're doing that now. Yeah, we'd yeah. both have been like just so as we're clear, we're doing that before yeah, we yeah. get there. Yeah, so there'd be no talking or they're trying to make it look like it was no. our fault. There'd be none of that. I, w- just been, I wouldn't have siphoned your f- the fuel that way. Yeah, yeah I'd yeah. have just been like. Johnny, we're going in there, we kill them. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Let's go kill them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I do I yeah, I don't so, take pleasure in it. So in a lot of ways, we wouldn't change much from how they survived it. No, because I think the mistakes they made are giving up the gun. Definitely. No, but the mis- I was gonna say the mistakes they made are the mistakes anybody would make. Even the people who say they won't. Yeah, they definitely yeah. would. Like it's just I've never been trapped in a green room surrounded by neo Nazis, but everybody's been in fucking situations like like where you were just confronted by nasty humans and it can be quite tense and terrifying and you don't use your best judgment for the initial it takes a while before you sort of become a bit grounded and are like okay this is my situation now how do i deal with this and they hadn't reached that point when they gave up the gun like yeah they're a punk band they had never been in a situation like that before so I can see, like, the mistakes they make are just human errors anybody would re- make. 
the boot girl doesn't make as many because she's been in that world yeah a long time and kind of knows knows the shit but yeah i guess we we survive and we get to kill uh, a nazi so that's <laughs> that's something i still want to blow up that lab though how we can go back and blow up the lab at that point you go back yeah <laughs> hands still falling off like bullet in your leg yeah i mean all things considered it'd be a pretty successful gig <laughs> for our, fir- our first live gig like oh well, actually down in the heroin lab there was shitloads of money that's true i'd yeah. come back for the money mm. though they're at pure exhaustion by the time they kill uh, darcy and they're sitting on the grass yeah. like, like fuck was that it i think so oh uh desert island band did you think of one no <laughs> <laughs> i can't really yeah I've had a very unusual... I haven't been really into one specific band the last couple of years. But that's why it's a... Uh... Oh, it's hard. No, I'm going to... I'm just going to stick to Little Zeppelin, I think. Tell someone who gives a shit. 